opposes the Koyach of Teichacha directly. The Koyach of Teichacha is allowing a person to shift his paradigm and to see that perhaps the way he's been running his life until now is faltered. It's the greatest gift you can give to a person. What we generally try to do is live with our entrenched ideas and find proofs for them in order to maintain our status quo. The greatest gift you can ever give to a person and you can ever give to himself is the capacity to change and to see things in a new light. If a person doesn't have this capacity, essentially becomes frigid. Um, he, as a, his being atrophies because he has no flexibility to, to shift perception. The goal of Teichacha is the way you've been perceiving things and the weight you've been giving certain elements above others is totally faltered. What you have to do is you have to reshift the importance given to a thing that previously you completely dismissed as being unimportant and perhaps the thing that you gave most importance should be relegated to of very little importance. That's what Teichacha is. A late is a person that has, and it doesn't necessarily mean, as we normally say, a scoffer. A person can be very serious. And you can say, no, I disagree fundamentally. What you're suggesting to me, Mr. Mochiach, that is important, that's Gornish, that's nonsense. Don't tell me that. And what I hold is important, that's of utmost importance. So that, that krach, to not be open to shifting your perception of the value given to a particular subject, that's called Leitzonus often expresses itself in a scoffing or a quick remark but the etim koyach of leitzanus is not the scoffing, it's not the humor, it's not the, the snide remark the koyach of leitzanus is the incapacity to view elements of importance as being important you, you just push them off, you don't, you don't allow them to land If you're in the middle of a sugya and your chavusa suggests a good pshat and you won't accept it, that's different. That's that's gaiva. <laughs> no, that, that's gaiva or that's covered. It's something else. It's a different kerch. It's another one of those midas which make us illogical. Midas make you stupid. So what happens is, how does midas, midas make you stupid in your chavusa? Your chavusa say, says a much better pshat than you, but it's not the same as the one you said. That's problematic. So you have to knock it down. So your midas are covered makes you think stupidly. So you look for all the reasons to say a right shot is wrong. That's called stupid Feinberg. Again, not stupid Feinberg. Stupid, comma, Feinberg. Only a true onov declares stupidity. Yet another good midi you have. That point in time you say, okay, I'm not stupid. I told you, I told you. It's old, I'm not the Messiah joke. <laughs> Such a true joke. Look, you don't need to follow me. I'm not the Messiah. Only the true Messiah denies his existence. Okay, I am the Messiah. He is. He is. <laughs> that Shaklan Tire is, is the classic Shaklan Tire between. It's more like a Brian. It's about You're getting so familiar with the Shia that you even know which Monty Path I'm quoting from. Go well there.
even need to watch the movie. No, the truth is, when you watch the movie, it's a massive anticlimax. <laughs> much better talking about the movies than actually watching them. Yeah. I haven't seen the movies for 25 years. Like Hang and Seek. Much better well, told than. No, yeah, much better told than. No, it's anticlimax watching it. The, the truth is, the one, the one which is a mile when watching, he's right. Philosophers. Like in that cave and like, with that random city, <laughs> Okay. I think maybe we should just, in, in light of our Sugar Blade Sonnets, we should, we should do some serious study in a wide spectrum of British humor, just to make sure we've got the Sugar down clear. You know, could, we could be missing something. Can, can we take a chance? I'm definitely missing one. I don't understand British humor at all. I mean, wh- how are you ever going to become a late if you don't? I mean, really, Josh. <laughs> okay. So continues the Rav Hutna. And he says the following thing. In Ois Vav. So now what we haven't established, which, we should, which we're trying to do, is the connection between Leit Sonus and Amalek. And then we'll have to try to connect that to why is Amalek related to Leit Sonus and why is that in turn related to Purim? Yeah. Sorry. A manifestation of Leitzonus. The, the point I made wasn't that Leitzonus is a, n- a new definition. It's a more defined point in regard to Leitzonus. Not only is Leitzonus a mockery that you make to deflate any element of importance and also manifests don't rebuke a late lest he hate you in other words a late is resistant to toichocha so Rav Hudna says the etzim koich of leitzonus is resistant to toichocha so toichocha is a re-establishment of this which you thought was not choshev at all is very choshev and your refusal to accept that is called leitzonus it's not redefining it it's just showing you a different application of how it's, it's, it's honing on to the, the essential kirch of leitzonus So he says, anger is not a midah that its entire being is to dismiss Teichocha. Anger's got, anger's because someone got in my way. Gaiva's because I hold myself to be great. Covered is because I hold people should say that I'm great. All those midahs have other implications and they can also, because of them, stop you from seeing... Oppala! <laughs> Sam, I take back when, when you said that you're stupid and I disagreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You managed to prove the point. I have. What'd you do? Um, <laughs> okay, so those pens, all those other midas, all those other midas, other manifestations, the essence isn't to throw off Teichacha. Leitzonus, its essence is to dismiss Teichacha. Is that why the Rambam says the Leitz can't do Tshuva? As we'll soon see, Leitz can't do Tshuva. Because you can never reorient him when he's doing something wrong, because he'll just he'll just deflate. Or you say, you, he'll say, no, that's not wrong. I'm doing what I'm doing is absolutely right. That what do you mean? Until he finishes late on his ways or whatever. Until he does, uh, he has to become. He ca- when he's always late, he can do chuva. Cause man, he's a late. He can't do chuva. 
And that's why the Mrs. Shrub says that the late is maybe a surim alaf. Because you can't communicate with him, you can't explain to him what's going on because he'll just everything's a late tonnage. He deflates the importance of the change. Continues the Ravut Navayan Lashonyashi Pasha Zakhar Ois Vav. Rashi says in Pasha Zakhar in regard to Amalek and the way Amalek is described as attacking the Jewish people is by using the following phrase Asher Korcha that made you cold that chilled you Loshan Kor V'choim Tzinaneka V'hiv Shircha Mirisicha Secha It's a lotion of core. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cool. The heat they cooled down. They made your boiling point become tepid, warm. They because they cooled you down. There was a certain fire and a bren in the Jewish people that Amalek made cold. What was the cooling effect that they had on the Jewish people? All the nations were fearful to fight against you. And came along this one, Amalek, and began the war. And showed a place for others to attack you. In other words, Israel were at boiling point, meaning anyone going near them was aware of the fact that he would be burnt and they would be dangerous to touch him. They had a certain sense of um, I was going to say the word untouchability, but I hesitated not thinking there was such a word, but, but I'll base myself on you. A, a sense of untouchability. It's a new word. In Yiddish you said untouchable kite. Untouchable um, kite. They, they were aloof from all those around them. No one would go within. They were, there was a tremendous awe of the status of the Jewish people came along Amalek and they cooled down the universal relationship to the power and the purity and the supremacy of the nation. Marshal this is analogous to a boiling hot bath bath that no creature can go inside of it. You have a boiling hot bath and uh, if you go inside of it you'll come out with third degree burns. Came one evil man. Blial is an interesting word to use in this context. Rashi says bli oil, a man without a yoke. Irresponsible he jumps the Yorad Lesoicha and descends into this boiling hot bath even though he himself is burnt he makes it cool for the people that come in after him 
In other words, the analogy is to a bath that no one's gone near. Because they realized if they went near this, they would be badly burnt. Once one has got burnt, so then he tempers the effect and now it becomes something we can do fine burgess. Yes. Why why does Indomigan make the effect? If you're constantly adding if the heat source is still there. So we're assuming a bath which is filled up with hot water yeah. from a big cauldron of boiling water emptied into a bathtub. The, the muscle makes sense. I, I guess my better question is why is this the muscle for for oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure, the continual source of heat? In in our Gemara Shira, we'd call you offsides. Um, offsides is a is a football terminology. It means when a player goes beyond the point that he's allowed to. In other words, you've gone ahead, and now you're offsides. So I want you to come back on sides and let's go further in the Pachaditra. Any any other questions which are not fouls? <laughs> Good. Continues the Rav Hutna. Kloimar. This is to say, Ein soif in your noi shel amalek, beze shebav and nilcham be Yisrael. The ultimate harm that the Amalekites caused the Jewish peoples was not that they came and waged a war against Israel. Ella, rather, she soif in Ultimately, the problem that they caused was she milcham shel Amalek. The war of Amalek shel Israel. It created a cheapening of the importance of Israel. They never were, they no longer were held to be on a pedestal, untouchable, or as they say in Yiddish, untouchable. They were, they were lowered in their status and it became, as it were, permitted. They became degraded. Alufei Edoim, the great men of Edoim, the princes, Eile Moyav, the strong ones of Moyav, the Yoshve Chnoan, and the dwellers of Canaan, Kulom Kiblu Hatoi Chochel Shel Yetzirah Mitzrayim Vekiris Yamsuf. They got the rebuke of Yetzirah Mitzrayim Vekiris Yamsuf. Rebuke? Why was it a rebuke to them? Question. Answer. What is rebuke? Rebuke is putting into perspective what the ultimate hierarchy of importance is. When they saw an entire world shifting to accommodate this great and godly nation, they understood that at the pinnacle of the human condition, there exists a nation greater than any other in its closeness to the Creator. They stood in awe as a sea parted. They were overwhelmed when they saw the power of Klal Yisrael, the entire universe. They saw the miracles which occurred in Mitzrayim and they suddenly understood we have amongst us in this earthly realm a supernatural nation. A great people that can walk through water that can change the natural order of things upside down because they are the representatives of the creator in this world and the entire world stood back astonished 
finished realizing their preeminence and connecting to the manifestation of the creator of the world it was an incredible chizuk in a muna of what the world was all about the veils were lifted and the world saw the rebellion of things which were important were important things which were trivial were trivial what happened next the bath was boiling hot the notion of importance in the real sense of the world word was born in the world Aval Amalek Aval Amalek but Amalek Amalek that they are the Koyach of Leitzonus they can't take it they can't suffer Chashivus they want to undermine the notion of the power of the Rebbeinah Shalom in the world how do they do that by saying nah it's nothing the essence of Klal Yisrael is the capacity to praise, to give importance to, to understand the nature of the reality in this universe. Yet, the essence of a Malek is the ability to desecrate, to devaluate. One counterbalanced against another, against the other. A Malek Lumas Yisrael. Koyach Ahilu Lumas Koyach Koyach Ahilu Lumas Koyach Ahilu. In the Dosa Shal Knesset Israel, with the birth of the Assembly of Israel, Baal Olam Koyach Hakores Hachashivus was born in the world the ability, the power to realize what's truly important and the bath was boiling hot this boiling this heat this temperature opposes essentially a Malek and because of this opposition jumped a Malek into the bath and cooled it down it broke a breach in this importance that's called the Assembly of Israel. Who writes there, is called Binyan HaChashivas. And by making this small breach, Amalek's intention was to destroy the entirety of this construction of what is important and what is not that's always been the desire of the from then and forever which is the internal the internal power inside of my being pushes to cool down the boiling hot bath and that's why the Chachamim say on Vayishma Yisrael late take the late is stricken and the fool becomes wise Yisrael saw Amalek's downfall he became wise but what about Amalek themselves they just fell Amalek's fall will not assist them on the contrary 
זהו עצם עניון של מעשה המולק. זה עצמו המולק wanted to do, שבתוך מעשיו ממש גנוזו הוא היא ההסנגדות והאיסקוימוס נגד קבולס תוכחה. The act itself is an entire antithesis to accepting rebuke. Let's take the Amalek, Pesiyarim, the Yisroi, Kloima, that is to say, Yisroi Kibel HaToychocho Shebema Polis Amalek. Yisroi got what happened when Amalek was overthrown. He understood what the priority should be and where the hierarchy lies. Aval Eindov is a Shaykh Amalek. Amalek can never understand it. Shim Hoya Amalek Shaykh Lekabas Techoch Mimi Palosa. If Amalek would understand what happened when they fell, Kiaz Loya Mokem Techila, Leetimutusa, they wouldn't have begun, they wouldn't have existed to begin with. The only reason they did the act in the first place is because they are resistant internally and intrinsically to the Rocha. Shehirei, etzem mitziusoi, who are kiras koe kabbalas v'chocha min ha-nefesh. The whole essence of the reality of Amalek is the uprooting of the ability to receive the Rocha from the nefesh. V'kachem advarim b'mekorom. And this is how the words are explained in their source. The bringing down the insult that the Torah explains in regard to Esau. It's not that Esau was disdained for selling the Bechoya to Yaakov. That wasn't the problem. Again, Esau being the forefather of Amalek. What was Esav's problem? The fact that he disdained the Bechoya. He made a joke out of it. In Esav himself, there was this latent ability to degrade that which has value. And therefore, when he was given the Bechoya, which means the ultimate ability to connect to the Creator through the Avoida, which is the highest, the zenith of, of the Hashivas in this world. Instead of him appreciating it, he made fun of it. We don't need it for. That's called Kechaleitzonus. He didn't make a joke. That's good. That, that. That's so unimportant. These people, they do. Let's just see if we can finish this off and that's what the Torah revealed us in Amalek revealed to us in Amalek that Amalek in the end will be totally destroyed even though in the end of days it is a period that the world will be rectified the nations of the world will come to their true perfection Amalek can't be part of this program and since in the end of days there is no place for something which is not properly fixed up, which is not working effectively, which is dysfunctional in the sense of the spiritual reality, automatically the end of days becomes a time when Amalek has to be subtracted from reality. Any kind of It's saying, fix up what you're doing wrong! 
any problem, even the most deep of problems, that doesn't internally oppose, intrinsically oppose the claim made for rectification. It has, it has hope that it can be fixed up in the ultimate world. This kind of kilkul, that its essence is the removal of the ability for the claim of rectification to have any weight, the claim, the taina, you got to be better, never is heard, that person has no hope of ever getting better. Umuvan hu hater, if therefore it's understood, Shedavka to Kufasa Tikun, Hihi Avadon Shalamalek. That's why when everything gets fixed up, Amalek will have to disappear. Vachisoi Adai Oivet. Aval Haloi, Kerhalai Ton Shalamalek, Gonuzu Bekiruram Batia. Where does Amalek find his Kerh? Where does it express itself? In the cooling down of the bath. Tahainu, Bipne Yosa Arishan and Milchoma, because Amalek led the way to fight. The Jewish people after Yitzhak Mizraim, Zehu Perusha Shel Hemshech Akosuv, Reishis Goyim Amalek, because Amalek were the first ones that attacked Klal Yisrael. That's why Achrisu Ad Oivet. The only way they could have had a half a minute to attack Klal Yisrael was because they intrinsically were opposed to the notion of a value system and importance. They intrinsically would resist any awakening of this is important. They were intrinsically resisted it. Hence, because of their racist claim, they had the ability to attack Klaisra first. That's why Achrisoy Adi Oivet. The Dove Commission to Madragas and Malachi Madragas racist claim. Because they were, they were the first. Me made a lawyer Achris. Automatically, they have no hope. Vachrisoy Adi Oivet. Says in the past, who continues Rav Hutnin, Ois Ches, the other Amalek, the Yilochem, in Israel, Berefidim, came along Amalek and struck Klal Yisrael in Refidim. What was the name of the place that they attacked them? It was Refidim. What is the word hint to? It hints to the following thing Sherafu Yedehem Min HaToyah. The hands became loose around the Torah. I don't understand. What's Rafidim? That the hands were loose on the Torah. If we want to express the fact that they stopped learning, we say they were Mavachtal Torah. And now we find a new expression. Weakened hands in the Torah. What does the Torah want by describing the lack of learning in this fashion? It's the same thing. Echoed once again. Rifyonya daim. What's pshat in Rifyonya daim? Perushoi hefsed hakoyas hachashivus sheladovar sheboy sucha hein hayadaim disaseik. Rifyonya daim means the loss of the recognition of the importance of what I should be involved in. My hands are a metaphor for where my involvement lies. If my involvement is withdrawn, it's weak, it's not fully engaged, it shows that I don't value the thing that I'm holding on to. It can slip out of my hand. If I cherish something, I clasp onto it with strength. If I loosen my grip, it means I don't care if it falls away from me. 
When you don't understand the importance of the job, so you retract your hands from it, metaphorically, you withdraw, you don't involve yourself with this full enthusiasm. And since Amalek are that koyach in the Bria, that they demolish the element of what's important, that's why the Chachamim use this golden expression, Rafu Yudei Minatayah. And we as B'nai Torah, that we're trying to understand what does it mean to think and what does it mean to feel. We have to know that when we think about what does it mean when we remember Amalek, what is Pasha's Zohar all about, and soon we'll see what is Purim all about. If we want to undo Amalek, there's no point in clapping very loudly when the Pasha is read. We have to do the opposite Pu'ula to which Amalek did. It's not avoiding how much you learn. It's how tightly are you grasping your learning. How much chashivas do you give it? What does that mean? Don't let that burning desire, the passion in the heart, become cooled and chilled. A person has to be on fire in learning. When we realize the power of the Torah, the majesty of the Torah, the Ramos of the Torah, we become on fire, not wanting to let go at any cost. And when we do that, we defeat and we erase the memory of Amalek forever. <laughs>